Friday, June 4th, and I think I'm just going to go right in to, oh, Spencer Speaks Sports, hosted by Spencer Swoboda. Can't forget about that. I'm going to go right into Belmont Stakes predictions because, I mean, the field's actually pretty decent for, what, only like eight horses in the race. Um, still, still decent competition. You have Essential Quality, who was fourth at the Kentucky Derby. Obviously, Ron Bauer, who was first at the Preakness Stakes three weeks ago hot rod charlie third in the kentucky derby uh, who else we got we got uh known agenda who was seventh i mean not seventh ninth in the kentucky derby um and then, and then other horses as well like rock your world ran in the derby um uh, who, who else am i missing um Burbonic also was like 13th um but it, yeah to me it really comes down to to just looking at it like four horses that I really see could could win this, and that's essential quality. Ron Bauer, Hot Rod Charlie, and then Known Agenda. Uh, Rock Your World has favorable odds, like nine to two, so not terrible, of course. But I just I don't know, just based on that Kentucky Derby result. I mean that that was definitely a fluky a uh, flukier result. But I mean I don't I don't know. I tell how do you? It's tough to be confident in a pick like that when um when the horse gets you know 17th in in the derby and now i don't know maybe maybe things open up a little bit because we only have eight eight horses maybe the horse is a little bit more comfortable but um i don't see yeah rock your world that not not my not my pick and i mean i i'm kind of being uh anticlimactic here i think i i mean i kind of did the same thing with uh with the preakness but that's also because i did want medina spirit to win just to continue that story and yeah that was that was like really i mean that's just the craziness of that i mean baffert's band two years from churchill downs and obviously couldn't put any horses in, in this year's belmont stakes so um he'll be facing a lot of different penalties and disciplines from all over because of of the of, of the horses being having having st- an abundance of steroids in the system or whatever so um but yeah anyway going back to to the the the, the belmont stakes field i you know I, I was thinking ron bauer because of um obviously the, the horse winning the preakness stakes but that horse wasn't supposed to win the preakness stakes so i i don't i don't know if i'm seeing a back-to-back uh, of victory victory performances here i, I really like essential quality uh, with louise size as a, as a jockey and then brad cox is the uh, the trainer uh essential quality has put to like um i believe in every single rate recent race it's ran in has put um speed ratings of above 100 at least above 103 i think uh essential quality put out like uh was it a 109 um in in uh it might have been at the derby yeah at the derby put up put up a 109 and then also did that at, at keeneland a month before the kentucky derby um in the bluegrass stakes also put up a 109 so i think the the horse is heading in the right direction and i think it's just eventually time that it, that it gets the the big win uh a a um the, the the big three kind of kind of win and um so so i think essential quality is my bet uh i yeah hot rod charlie is an interesting one too at, at seven to two um i think 
just because of uh, it actually i mean uh beat essential quality in the derby third place versus fourth place so i don't know i think essential quality will probably get a better trip this time around with the with the less amount of horses and then looking at known agenda the, the six horse here with irad ortiz and, and todd pletcher that's a that's a pretty good com uh, jockey trainer combo uh sitting at six to one i mean i would think that the morning line six to one that's probably going to be lowered you know we could probably see maybe a nine to two maybe even a seven to two really depends on what the money looks like when it comes to saturday afternoon but uh yeah right now i gotta go with essential quality saez and and brad cox um to to win the belmont stakes and the morning line favorite is essential quality so um yeah nothing nothing too surprising there with that prediction so the first round of the nba playoffs are, are coming to a close here had a, had a few series wrap up um since wednesday night and then the first one is the 76ers versus the wizards sixers won the series 4-1 i was because of um joel Embiid being out i thought the wizards could have stole another game in the series but uh the, the way the sixers played just the collective effort that they had it was just overwhelming when you have seth curry scoring 30 points tobias harris 28 simmons adding 19 you have maxi and howard scoring 13 and 12 respectively uh yeah just this super super um overwhelming and i i'm just trying to think of yeah i think i think it was just a matter of the sixers just being able to put up more more shots um a little bit there and and being able to get to the three throw line a little bit more that that that's what that's what kind of helped there and uh yeah i think it was just a really the the difference was just they just took advantage more of their their opportunities on off on the offensive end and uh yeah leaving leaving players like bradley beal and russell westbrook on the wizards um just overwhelmed and i don't think i don't think they they got enough enough help from their supporting cast um either the wizards did so uh my my wizards hype is, is coming to an end until maybe maybe next year we'll we'll see how that unfolds with i don't know if beal and westbrook would go anywhere different but uh yeah, so so it will be put on put on pause for now, and the the Sixers are moving on. They're gonna play the Hawks, which I thought the Knicks would be able to get the game uh, game five in in the Garden there and force a game six, go back to Atlanta, but that was not the case, and it, you just have to kind of credit Trey Young and and Trey Young, um, whether it was trash talking or or getting in the crowd's head or whatever it was he, he he was successful in doing that wednesday night and um i think this the trend continued for the knicks to where julius randall just i mean he he played better he had 23 points and 13 rebounds but he just didn't really show up the way people expected it to uh, expected um him to Derek Rose, who they were relying on for a, f a couple games in this series, uh, Rose put up like I think mid mid twenties, low thirties in, in the in point holes for those games. Uh, he only scored six points. That 
isn't going to, you know, help get them to a victory. And then when you see, yeah, like I said, Trey Young put up 36 points, um, got good help from from Collins, Hunter, and Capella scoring 13, 15, 14. Um, and, and yeah, I, I just, uh, even though the Hawks shot only 26 from three, 26% from three, um, the, the Knicks weren't doing anything much different um to 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 change um to take advantage of of the 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 lack of shooting uh, behind the three-point arc for the hawks and i mean the knicks only shot 37 percent from the field so that's not yeah that, that doesn't help and um so so yeah so i i think <laughs> it's kind of funny because the knicks were the fans were all um excited and 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 uh, hyped up after the the game two victory, and then they go out, and then the team loses three straight after that. Um, Atlanta handles their business in games three and four at home, and then they go out and 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 secure the series and go play go play Philly next round. And um, I think this it could be difficult for Philadelphia um, playing Atlanta if. Uh, Embiid happens to be out for an extended period of time, but I mean the way the the team played in that last game against Washington uh, to 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 win the first round series, uh, if they if they do that, then then I think they'll have no problem um, letting Embiid be able to heal uh, maybe a little bit more um, than they than they thought they would have the timetable to do. Um, based on say like urgency if 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 the hawks are happening are happening to take advantage and and maybe get an early series lead but i mean i don't i don't know i think they just have i think the um 76ers have too many good role pieces um other than Embiid and and Simmons to where the the hawks that they're they're in for a battle either way and if Embiid happens to come back fairly soon, then um, from his, um, I think he has like a, a partial tear in the meniscus. Um, if he happens to come back from that sooner rather than later, then that's that could be a, a big issue. So, uh, I this this series could very well go six or seven, but I still am am favoring uh, the Sixers here. I just, yeah, it's it's too it's too much for me to to say like, oh, the Hawks are gonna win because Embiid is out. It's a big factor, but the way, from what I saw in Game 5, the way the Sixers played as a team there without Embiid, um, that, that's still uh, pretty concerning. So I just I can't give the Hawks a good shot there. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Jazz took out the Grizzlies. That was kind of expected, not surprising. So they won the series in five, and... The Jazz will play the winner of the Clippers and Mavericks, and that is going on tonight. So this, it'll, by the time you all will probably listen to this, that game six will be over, and who knows, Mavericks could have um, won the game and won the series, or the Clippers could be forcing a, a game seven. And just based on the trends of the series, I think the road team has won every single game in in the series so the first five games the road team was one um i oh man i don't know i just i think the mavericks may be able to to pull this off in six uh, i i i 
the way Luka Doncic was able to play, he put up 42 points last game after kind of struggling with um, that shoulder nerve issue, whatever the heck it was in, in game four to where, to where he and the, and the Mavericks struggled. But yeah, he was back full fledged in game five and, and put up 42 with 14 assists to eight rebounds. So a near triple double. And I, I just, based on you know storylines you know i would think that the mavericks come out of this series and and it's going to be a situation to where like the clippers are going to deal with an issue of is Kawhi going to leave um obviously paul george is is there for kind of um not necessarily the long term but he's he's secured there for a few more years um with his contract extension but Kawhi, it's a big question mark i mean i know there's rumors that he may go to miami after the season if the if the season ends poorly but um but yeah i think just because of that storyline i am i'm just in the back of my mind i feel like that could uh that could that could be um a doomsday scenario for the clippers tonight and that's why I, I think the Mavericks may close this out in six. But I'm kind of having the recency bias of the Nuggets taking out the Blazers in six and then the Suns also taking out the Lakers in six. So hopefully, I don't know, who knows? We could get a game seven in 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 the uh, in the in the first round of the playoffs here. Um, but uh, but yeah, this I mean, I, I, it's going to be super competitive tonight and I guess we'll find out soon um so yeah let me let me touch on the the nuggets and the trailblazers then and of course the nuggets cl- closed it out and you know from game five when I, I was i mean damian lillard pretty much had the game and stuff and and, and the portland trailblazers lose that game so you know how much how much more could lillard do and and would the result change and I think this is the constant theme, and I and you do kind of have to incorporate the 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 poor defense of the Trailblazers because, uh, yeah, Trailblazers I think have one of the the worst defenses I think at least in the playoffs and and maybe in the regular season too. Um, yeah, just um, I think the Sacramento Kings were the absolute worst, like historically historically bad. Uh, Trailblazers were probably in the bottom half of the league too, and. Uh, I, I just the, the the impact of the role players was going to be huge because, like I said, you you knew Nokic, um, Jokic was going to show up, you knew Lillard was going to show up, and it was just a matter of what the 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 role pieces could do. And so you had Michael Porter Jr. go out and score twenty six for the Nuggets. You had Monte Morris have another twenty plus point game. Uh, Nikola Jokic doing his usual thing, you know, scoring 36, have adding six assists, eight rebounds. And I think um, the the crucial factor towards the end there for because it was within six points uh, with a minute to go and the, the, the Trailblazers had an opportunity to get an offensive rebound. They, they failed to convert that and then the Nuggets end up knocking down, I believe it was a three-pointer or they got fouled. And and the game was pretty much over at that point, um, and I think that's they should have had Nurkic, uh, the 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 Blazers center, um, out on the floor because that I, I'm fairly certain they would have secured the rebound if Nurkic was on the floor, but that wasn't the case. And 
yeah, you had CJ McCollum. I mean, 21 isn't bad for 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 points, but um, I think I think McCollum was kind of luck lackluster, especially with what Damian Lillard was putting up. Um, you expect those two to kind of be that one-two punch, and it turns out the the bigger one-two punch was was coming from Michael Porter Jr. and and Nikola Jokic on the Nuggets, and that's why that's why they moved on. So it's going to be, um, and that's the thing too. I kind of expected the Nuggets and Suns to get out of uh, the series just based on the circumstances, and yeah, they're going to play each other, and the Suns were able to get the game six win against the Lakers. And basically once um, Anthony Davis went out with the, the groin injury in, in game four, it was just a complete momentum shift. And the Lakers just didn't have enough answers. LeBron James couldn't do it all by himself. And I think the, the Suns with, with the pieces of Devin Booker, DeAndre and Cameron Payne, who, who showed up, massively in in the series as as one of the the pivotal role players for the suns and, and then obviously when chris paul was not dealing with the shoulder injury he he was able to control the game pretty well on the on the offensive end and yeah and i think that's that's it was just way too overwhelming for for the lakers and and it allowed the suns to get out to these um I don't know, pretty, pretty large early leads in both games five and six. And I credit the Lakers that they made it entertaining at the end of game six, but it just, it was just too much. And and you had clutch three point field goals made by Jay Crowder at the end uh, for the Suns to just keep the Lakers away. And, and yeah, they, they got a series win. And I think with, with Davis being out and, he, he, he tried to play in game six, but he was out within the first five minutes of the game because he, he just made he just made the, the situation worse uh, with his with his groin injury. And and yeah, that 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 didn't help him. And I think we're starting to really see the effects of the the late season um, in 2020 with um, at, like the post um, the post uh pandemic uh layoff or whatever you or whatever you want to call it uh, the break in between the season and, and the, the the basically the fall time playoff it, it had an effect on the celtics it had effect on the miami heat who are also out it had effect on the lakers as, as you can see with i mean lebron went out with an injury in the season anthony davis dealt with the injuries and then you have the nuggets as the only conference final team from the bubble last year to 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 make it through and, and they're up uh, against a tough um phoenix suns team coming up here and um i gotta see when that game is if it's on monday i'm not gonna get to it yeah i'll get to it on monday and, and talk about that series more and one thing I wanted to mention before I moved away from basketball is that I know the 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 top pro players aren't associated with with this, but the the USA three on three because that's going to be the, a, a new sport is three on three basketball. Uh, the the USA uh, team did not qualify for that, and it's kind of funny because um, you have a big three on three tournament that that happens towards the end of the uh the college basketball season 
and because because that's when you have those seniors who can graduate and, and play in that tournament for a chance to win to win money um just so so you have big three-on-three tournaments like that i mean i, I thought team usa the three-on-three team would could win the gold medal but apparently not apparently they're not even good enough to qualify so i don't know what the heck happened there i don't know if they picked the wrong guys but uh yeah, so 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 there's that the the USA three on three basketball team um, failed to qualify. Maybe maybe in the in the in when it comes to 2024, maybe they should consider bringing in the the four or five players the 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 best players who didn't make the actual um, Olympic basketball team. To, to play on that team instead. And then I think they would probably have a better shot of uh, definitely qualifying. And then eventually you would think win the gold medal, but I don't know. That's just my suggestion. And I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait three more years to see if it, if it pans out. I want to touch on the NHL quickly and the Stanley cup playoffs and uh, the Bruins game three, we're playing the Islanders went to overtime again this time works out in the bruins in favor there so big win able to get a win in new york go up 2-1 the series uh, really put the pressure on the islanders for game four which is on saturday night actually at, right after the the, the, the uh, belmont stakes so it's um yeah i mean this series is, is turning out to be a battle both goaltenders very good with with tuka rask and and um Verlamov uh, of of New York there. Uh, I think if I had to guess, Verlamov is probably going to be their goaltender for the rest of the series. Um, I know. Um, why am I drawing a blank on um, the Islanders goaltender's name? Sorokin. There we go. Um, I I know Sorokin's also a good goaltender, so he may come in if if um, Verlamov happens to need rest but i think it's going to be rask versus volomov for the rest of this series because um yeah the, the goaltending was especially good in, in game three and and just a, a clutch shot by, by brad marchand in the overtime period um i think i caught i kind of caught everybody off guard who was watching that game I, it was it was off of um a a a um a line change and and Marshawn just gains the puck in the zone and they just it kind of I don't know snipes it up into the upper right corner and game over. Um, so so uh, yeah, it worked it worked out well. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's going to be a super competitive series and I'm looking forward to game four. And I think a series that I thought could be a, a lopsided one was the the Hurricanes Lightning, but the Hurricanes are able to get an overtime win, uh, make the series. Uh, two one lightning still leading but um it's good to see that that series could potentially be a little bit more competitive but the lightning still have on game four at home to potentially go up three one so i'm not gonna say anything too crazy towards that um until until after game four um but if the hurricanes steal another one on the road then then this series is is completely up for grabs <laughs> I guess a quicker French Open kind of um, update and and recap of things, just kind of forecasting um, the 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 rest of the tournament as I as I keep doing 
each episode until the conclusion of the tournament. Um, a lot of American presence in in for on the women's draw for the for the round of thirty two. I believe a quarter of of the players remaining are um are American players, and you had Madison Keys go out in in the round of thirty two today to Azarenka, but Serena Williams moves on. She's playing Rabakina, who's a twenty first seed in the in the round of sixteen. So that's a very winnable match, and then she'll likely play i mean i would think it would be azarenka the 15 seed from from belarus and in the past serena and azarenka have had fierce competitive matches um serena usually getting the the the, the better end of, of those results but um i don't know that that could be that could be kind of a toss-up match but i really like um serena's chances things are opening up really well for her especially when you have the three seed in sabalenka who was a potential quarterfinal uh um opponent for serena williams go out to pavel pavel of russia who was the 31st seed uh so like i said things just keep opening up you had one seed ash barty withdraw due to injury in her in her match against lene in the second round so that opened things up on the top half to where you could potentially see some american players like a sophia kennan or pagula who's playing each other in the third round they can maybe make a run um they would meet sicari or mertens which isn't easy um of course you have swy tech the defending french open champion sitting there um with that draw kind of opening up, uh, Coco Goff could couldn't can make some noise if she gets past Jen Brady, but that's a that's a tough opponent. Um, USA versus USA there, uh, so it, yeah, I mean, I I think I think if we're looking at it from the USA tennis perspective, I think there is potential to to have uh, um, a deep deep runs here, um, but it's just it's just kind of unfortunate that you, you have three three uh usa versus usa uh, matchups there to where you had serena williams knock out danielle collins um well keys lost to azarenka that wasn't an all usa matchup but then you have like yeah like i said cannon and pagula and and golf and brady too so it'll it'll narrow down for sure after those results but um i still think there's a decent shot for that to happen um i mean heck the highest seed left now is is Svitolina, the, the 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 five seed from the Ukraine. She could very well get into the uh, quarterfinals and and go up either against Brady or Goff, um, depending on if they make it out of that section. So, like I said, oh, actually, sorry, highest seed left is Sophia Kennan, but I just I just kind of doubt. Um, Kennan's ability to make a run for some reason, even though she didn't make the 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 French Open final in 2020. Um, I just don't. I don't know. I, for some reason, I just I just don't have the the belief that she could do it. But um, but who knows? We'll just have to see how it pans out. On the men's side, it is. I mean, there's definitely a, a couple matchups here uh, that I saw coming, um, like Zverev Nishikori in 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 the bottom half of the draw there. I thought Nishikori had the ability to to get by Karen Kachanoff in the second round, which he did, who was the 23 seed. But Zverev is going to be a much tougher test. I, I, I give Zverev the advantage there. Um, uh, Fokina, 
Davidovich Fakina from Spain. Um, I had him beating Casper Ruud in the third round, the 15th seed. So I saw that coming. He could very well move on to the quarterfinals and and go up against Vera Vernishakori because he plays um, Del Bonus of, of Argentina. And Del Bonus is, is a tough veteran player, especially on clay. But um, I don't know. I, I think if Fokina it, it responds well and, and is fresh because Del Bonus did have a pretty easy win against Fabio Fognini in his third-round match. Fokina had a tough five-setter against Rude. Um, Fokina has the potential to, to, to get through. Um, a guy I think is going to make it out of this bottom half of the draw is Sispatas. He just, uh, he just took out John Isner in four sets today. Um, he's playing Karina Busta and Karina Busta is a very good Spanish clay court player. So that, that could be, that could very well be a battle and kind of surprising Daniel Medvedev, the two seed. I mean, you can't count out the, the second best player in the world. Um, He's playing Christian Garin. I think Garin could very well win this match uh, because I mean Garin is, is is known to be a very good clay court player, and that's and that's c- kind of how um, um, he's been he's been able to be so successful and get as high as he is in the rankings because of his clay court success. So, uh, but yeah, Medvedev is. I mean, even though he's not necessarily the best on clay, he's still the second best player in, in the world. So I think that that is, is still able to take him, especially if he's, I mean, I know Bublik was going to be a tough first round opponent, but he got past him and then he had to play two Americans and Tommy Paul and Riley Opelka, who um, obviously U S players nowadays, they don't tend to favor the clay uh, uh, a huge amount. So, so Medvedev just did his job there, but yeah, Garin is going to be a, a very tough test that that could be a battle. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a, it's a very competitive quarter there with Sisipatas versus Karina Busta, the five twelve matchup, and then Garin versus uh, Medvedev, the twenty two versus two. And if I'm going to the top half, um, looking like a, a Nadal center around the sixteen match as they're both playing unseated guys in the third round. Um, you know, um, Alcaraz, the 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 young Spanish player who's eighteen or nineteen years old, he's in the section to where um, you you have Diego Schwartzman, of course, the ten seat still there. I mean, I expect him to get out of that um, over Cole Schreiber and then the winner of Alcaraz Shroof. But um, Alcaraz can can be um, be an annoyance. I think he could he could have the potential to to face. I would think Nadal in the quarterfinals. Um, I mean, I guess it could be Sinner, but I'm I'm really thinking Rafa Nadal there. And um, but yeah, I mean, I think that he has the potential. And and Struff has been playing pretty good too. Remember, Struff did beat Rublev, the seventh seed from Russia, in 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 the first round. And you know, Federer gets lucky with playing um, Kepfer from Germany in the third round. So I, I could see him making it to the round of 16 to play Berrettini, but that's when it gets really tough. And that's when I think Matteo Berrettini will probably um, have the advantage over Federer there. Um, you know, I, I think Federer is using the French Open as kind of a stepping stone into the grass court season and, and the rest of his year. So I don't think his expectations are are too heavy, especially when you have Novak Djokovic potentially looming in 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 the quarterfinals. Um, 
the last one I wanted to get to, and this was I t- kind of took a flyer on this pick, but um, this is the the winner of this would play would likely play Novak Djokovic in in the fourth round of the tournament, the round of sixteen, and that's Chechenato who made a, a miraculous run, actually beat Novak Djokovic in the twenty eighteen uh, French Open quarterfinals to get to the semifinals. He is playing Lorenzo Massetti, the young Italian player who's nineteen years old. Um, going to be up and coming and, and prevalent for a while. That is going to be a super intriguing uh, matchup to watch a battle of two unseated Italians and, and one with future success, one with very good past success at this tournament. Um, so that's, that's, that's one to keep an eye on as well. Um, so yeah, so that's what I got for the, the, the French open stuff. And once, you know, we'll probably see some more upsets just coming out of nowhere, just based on what what the tournament has shown so far. But um, I'll touch on that again, update everything on Monday.